Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm team leader at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Today we are beginning a new mini-series as we look at some of the early chapters of Genesis, chapters that are foundational for our Christian life. Not going to go through them chapter by chapter, but we are going to land on various passages which are really significant for us. So as we begin this new journey, let's pause and come before our God. Father God, we thank you for your grace to us today. We thank you for your presence and your help. And Lord, as we look at these chapters in Genesis, we pray that you would speak to us through your ancient yet ever-living word. Lord, we recognise that we are handling things here that go back to the very dawn of time. Give us a appropriate reverence and make them live for us, O Lord, we pray. Our desire is to be your people in this new day and generation. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us by speaking to us through your word and applying that word to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Genesis chapter 1. We're not going to begin at the beginning, but we will be at the almost beginning as we pick up from verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. And then just one verse from chapter 2, and that's verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became 
a living being. So two things from this extraordinarily powerful and wonderful reading. First of all, chapter 1, verse 27, we are made in the image of God. And then secondly, from chapter 2 and verse 7, we are made from dust. A famous cross-cultural missionary from a previous generation, Henry Martin, was well known as a passionate man of God. And when he first arrived on the shores of India to begin his mission work, and as he stepped ashore, he said these words, Now let me burn out for God. It sounds magnificent in many ways, but I want to suggest to you this morning that it's profoundly wrong. I have huge respect for Henry Martin. His story is well worth looking up, and he gave himself to God in missionary service. And, of course, we are called to be 100% passionate, sold out for our God. But now let me burn out for God, says something that is not quite quadrating with the scriptures. Someone who was involved in pastoral ministry was once told it's better to burn out than to rust out. And he took that to heart and gave himself to ministry, burnt the candle at both ends and then some more and got close to breakdown. As he reflected on this, he thought, well, rather than burning out or rusting out, why don't I walk out? Which doesn't mean that he was going to quit his ministry, perhaps in the middle of a difficult meeting and just head off into the sunset. Rather, it meant that he was going to walk steadily with a passion for God, but living differently, living a balanced life. And at the end of the ministry, however many years God gave him in that place, he was going to walk out joyful because he'd done a good job for God. We're made in the image of God, but we are dust. These two things really help us to get the balance right and to live for our God. We're made in the image of God, first of all. And so we have huge potential for our God. Bible verses and themes come cramming into my head at this point. Think of the Old Testament, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. God has plans for us to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. We have so much potential. God loves us and is with us on into the New Testament. We are valuable to God. As Jesus says, we are worth more than many sparrows. Jesus died for us. He lives for us. He gives gifts to his children. We are made in the image of God and we are loved by God and we have wonderful potential. We need to give ourselves passionately to our God. But we also, and this is the second thing, need to be aware of our frailties. We are made from dust 
And so we are not God. We are made in his image, but we are mortal and we are limited. So we need to live Jesus' way, slowly, depending on him, keeping Sabbath, keeping in time with the unforced rhythms of grace that Eugene Peterson talks about. Someone said to me as a pastor once, you serve the Messiah, you are not the Messiah. And we need to see ourselves and God in right relationship. Yes, we are called to serve. Yes, we are called to give ourselves to God. And yet we need to recognize our mortality, our frailty. It's helpful sometimes to realize that God doesn't need us to do his work. He calls us to join with him in all that he is doing. But if we weren't working, if he were to take us to be with him right now, he would raise someone else up to do the work that he wants done. He doesn't need us. And this should help us to be more relaxed in our service. And so I encourage you, in whatever you do, whatever you're calling, to get the balance right. To remember that we have great potential and we are to give ourselves to God, but to remember also that we are dust and that God calls us into his service and we are frail. Maybe God is calling you to live at a slower pace. Maybe God is reminding you to keep Sabbath. Maybe God is saying to you, give time to prayer and to relaxation alongside your ministry. Don't burn out or rust out. In the end, walk out. We come to our God in prayer as we reflect on these things and as we pray them into our lives. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for the unforced rhythms of grace. Thank you that you call us to a life which is sustainable. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the way, the truth and the life and that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Help us to fulfill our God-given potential, to be good stewards of the gifts that you have given to us. But help us also to rest, to take significant time for ourselves and the important people in our lives. Think of the title of the John Mark Comer book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Help us, O Lord, to simplify, to slow down, and to live differently for you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.